Design Guy, Episode 28. Design Guy here. Welcome to the show. This is the program that explores timeless principles of design and explains them simply. Now we're in the midst of a discussion on balance, and in the previous episodes we discussed how elements act as optical weights within certain balancing schemes, and those schemes are typically classified as either symmetrical or asymmetrical. And we spoke about some of the implications and the effects, that the feel that we get out of those schemes. Alex White, in his book The Elements of Graphic Design, defines balance and also sums up those balancing schemes as follows. He says balance or equilibrium is the state of equalized tension. It is not necessarily a state of calm. Symmetrical or formal balance is vertically centered and is visually equivalent on both sides. Symmetrical designs are static and evoke feelings of classicism, formality, and constancy. Asymmetrical or informal balance attracts attention and is dynamic, and it requires a variety of sizes and careful distribution of white space. Asymmetrical designs evoke feelings of modernism, forcefulness, and vitality. End of quotation. And that's more or less what we concluded, except that we emphasize the notion that if symmetry is essentially static, then asymmetry, on the other hand, suggests movement, because the equilibrium we've achieved is a dynamic one, made up of unequal parts in an imperfectly resolved layout. Now, before we get too conclusive about this distinction, I would suggest that symmetrical designs can suggest motion also. Think of a paint spatter shape. Now, if that splash radiates out pretty equally, we could call it an example of formal balance, or its close cousin, radial balance, to introduce a new term. Nevertheless, its shape is highly suggestive of action and movement, not to mention the choice of color and other elements that we could employ to further heighten our sense of dynamism. So like a tie-dyed t-shirt, symmetrical designs can be very dynamic if there are other things going on besides balance. So I wanted to provide my own counterpoint to those general truisms that we've outlined about symmetry and, and asymmetry. Now, finally, there's one more kind of balance we should touch on before moving on to another topic. And this one is called crystallographic balance, otherwise known as overall balance. This describes those compositions that are set up in a mosaic or a grid pattern. And if you're familiar with someone like Mondrian, uh, you might be thinking of one of his grid compositions, which tend to consist of primary colors and, and black grid lines. Or maybe you would have in mind Warhol's painting of Mao Zedong, where the same portrait appears in repetition of three rows of three. And these can be done really well, but in general, they tend to lack any point of emphasis or a distinct focal point. So graphic designers will want to create a a better sense of hierarchy and order by staying away from the purest forms of overall balance, which tends just to have too many elements. By creating a compromised version of overall balance with less elements, you stand a better chance of establishing focus and contrast and a reading order for your audience. Well, let me sum up this whole topic of balance by quoting White once more when he says, 
Balance is an important route to achieving unity in design. If the various elements are seen to be in balance, the design will look unified. It will make a single impression. If a design is out of balance, its constituent parts will be more visible than the overall design. End of quotation. But that's it for now. I apologize for the delay on getting this one out, but my life has been a bit, well, out of balance with various commitments, so I'm happy to get another show out today. Let me remind you that notes and a transcript are available at designguyshow.blogspot.com. Music is by kcentricity.com. Well, I thank you again for listening, and I hope you join us next time.